Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about calming the storm within. I have 15 strategies for stress-free living. We're always trying to remember the things that will help us reduce our stress. It's often the buildup of these little stressors that make us break the camel's back. So I wanted to start today's show with the quote. And this is from Sidney J. Harris. They say, the time to relax is when you don't have time for it. And I hope you heard that because this is something I hear all the time when I talk about taking some time off, relaxing, meditating, just being in the present moment, staring out the window. You know what? We all say this. I don't have time. I am guilty of this too. And that's when we really need to do it. So when was the last time that you actually felt relaxed? Check in right now. Let those shoulders go. See if you can let them go. Can you let them go a little more? Yeah, it's easy for stress to build up without even realizing what's happening. After a while, you might think that feeling irritable, sad, or restless is just your natural state. Well, it's not. And because when that's happening, chronic tension can be building. And this affects our body and our mind. It can weaken our immune system and increase our risk for other health issues, including things such as heart disease and diabetes that we tend to pay a lot of attention to, making sure that we're seeing our doctor and getting the right tests, taking medications. Stressful events can be a part of all of this. So I hope that you will begin to see that you need to calm the storm within. Stressful events will happen. They do. But you can control how you respond to them and therefore how they affect you. So let's look at some of these ideas for building our resilience. I talked a little bit about it in the last episode, but we're going to build on more building our resilience, and creating a calmer environment for living. So the first, let me see, the first nine that I have are on increasing our resilience. And the first one that I want to make sure we all hear is to slow down. You'll probably accomplish more if you stop rushing around. Cut your to-do list down to a realistic size schedule breaks throughout the day. I've been using a Pomodoro app with the lifeat.io website, and I use it for 45 minutes of work and then a five-minute break, and I do that four times, and after the fourth one, I get a longer break, 20 minutes. 
Of course, you can create your own times and breaks within any kind of a Pomodoro app, but it works great. And it gets me up and away from the desk. So I have a break. I can actually check in. Where is my stress level at? Where is my physical tension at? I can stretch. I can move around before I sit back down and I can get some water. Because when you get going, sometimes you forget to stop. Now, you know, I write also for a living. I have a lot of computer work to do. Yes, sometimes we need to stay in that flow. Yes, absolutely. But sometimes it becomes a real habit. And it's okay to just get up, move around, get the blood flowing on a regular basis. Next up is breathing deeply. Because our feelings are so closely tied to our breath, we don't often think of that, how you're feeling, your emotional feelings are tied to your breath. So lie down on your back for an experiment and place one hand or a book on your abdomen. Your body will naturally start to breathe more fully from your diaphragm rather than taking those shallow breaths from the upper third of your chest. It's really good to be able to see this with your eyes, where the breathing is, and to form a good practice to get the diaphragm involved for complete belly breathing. Humor is next on my list because it drives away tension. So laugh it up when you can. Look for the funny side of difficult situations. Cheer up after a hard day by calling a friend who usually makes you laugh, or by watching a funny movie or some stand-up comedy. We really, the world is our oyster with YouTube. We can just put in what we're looking for and there it is. It's served up right there for us. So use that to your advantage by finding something to laugh at. Now, eating healthy is right up there. Someday, before too long, I need to do more of, you know, one or two episodes on this. But for today, I'm going to say sticking to a balanced diet that is right for you will make your body more effective at handling the stress that is arising. When I mean balanced diet, I'm talking about keeping it natural, whole foods, cutting down on the snacky things, the refined carbohydrates, added sugars, and all that salt. And don't eat too close to bedtime. And I'm going to leave it at that. Diet is a big thing to talk about. So we will get a deeper dive into that in the future. You have to pay attention next to your sleep. Now, I have written down for general purposes, I say seven to eight hours of sleep at night. Not everybody gets that. I know there were times in my life where I needed to get nine or 10 hours of sleep. And when I'm highly stressed or ill, I need to go to that again. It's a way for me to heal better. And when I heal better, I feel better, right? And then I have been listening to some recent researchers talking about Six hours of sleep is really what has been traditionally good for humans. So here's what I'm here to say. We're all going to differ on that, different stages in our life, different health 
challenges we might be dealing with. So I want you to figure it out for yourself. And as a good test to see how much sleep your body and mind need at this time of your life is to try on a weekend or vacation day to sleep in until you wake up naturally. I love not needing an alarm clock. Of course, I use one if I need to wake up at an unusual time for a flight or an appointment. But for this test, see if you can just sleep in and see when you naturally wake up. Make a note the night before what time you went to bed so you can see, oh, I really felt great at eight hours, but I usually only get five. And play with that. Another thing that you could do is to try moving your bedtime back an hour each night until you're able to wake up feeling refreshed. So this is going to bed earlier each night to see when you wake up at your specific time you need to be up. And so then you can see, oh my gosh, it re- I really only needed to move it back one or two hours and I'm feeling completely different. And then maintain your new schedule even on holidays and weekends. This is important. There's no need to sleep in extra on the weekend. Again, of course, unless you are recovering or ill or had something, you know, you didn't sleep for three nights because of babies or or something. Again, this is all just generally speaking, but I think it's important to test yourself to experiment a little bit and see if you can't find your sweet spot for sleep. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Working out is next up because exercise is a constructive way to handle disturbing news or conflicts, whether they be at work or home. You can buy resistance bands to do at home. You can do strength training movements at home, calisthenics. You don't need anything. You can be out walking, yoga, 
collect various weights at garage sales or thrift shops. My physical therapist suggested this to me when I needed really light weights, one and three pounders, to strengthen my wrist. So he told me people get rid of these really light weights after they don't need them anymore and to check garage sales and thrift shops. I never would have thought of that. That's a great idea. You could do yoga classes online or in person, or you could go for a walk, stretch, or dance at home. You want to work out, meaning you want to really put some effort into it because this really starts to release some of these stress hormones that are building up in us throughout the day. And when we learn that we can release those on a regular basis, we are building our resilience. Being creative is another stress buster because creating something, whether it be a medium of art, maybe you like painting in a particular medium, maybe it is something like a garden actually planning and putting in a garden or just puttering in your garden. It could be music, creating something, writing, whatever it is, find a medium that you enjoy. You may want to paint with watercolors or sculpt with metal. I mean, you may prefer writing poetry or folk dancing. A year ago, I started a thousand petal lotus in pen and ink, and it's fun to pick it up here and there, even if it's not perfect. It's been fun. And reach out, build a network of mutually supportive relationships. Connect with family and friends on a regular basis. This doesn't mean you need to have a hundred thousand friends on Facebook or whatever. This means building a mutually supportive network. This can be as big or small as is important to you. We're all different on how many relationships we can maintain well all at once. So don't compare yourself with other people. This is your life, your network, but do reach out and advocate for yourself. I want you to let others know how they can help you. Ask for what you need tactfully and directly. Being aware alone of our needs and wants is huge. And then making them known can bring so much clarity and less stress in our relationships. I think you will find that extremely helpful. So next for calming the storm within, I want you to consider some of these other ideas I have. I think there are six of them for adjusting your environment. This is a big one for me, this first one. Clear away the clutter. Your house does not have to be magazine ready. Your house is fine. Whatever way you choose to decorate it is for you. But clutter is another issue. A tidy home and workspace will reduce your anxiety levels. Get rid of anything that you don't use. Donate it to charity or sell it online. Throw it away or store it out of sight if you cannot part with it right now. But to have a buildup of things year after year after year, we actually carry that around with us in our psyche. So 
it's kind of fun to go through and sift and sort and put it in boxes. Maybe you're not ready to give it away right now. That's fine. Put it all in a box, label it, and put it in the garage or the basement or the attic, wherever, the corner, under the desk somewhere where you don't see it. It's okay. But just looking at it and deciding, is this something that brings me joy in my life and I want to keep it or move it along? Adding a scent to your life. Now, I like fragrance, and I'm talking about essential oils here, is easy and it's a passive way to trigger your parasympathetic nervous system. And it's invisible, but it's extremely powerful. You could wear your favorite essential oils. You could practice aromatherapy with soothing essential oils like lavender and chamomile. Today, when I was writing this, I dug out my Peace and Harmony blend. It's a calming blend from now. And I like it because it's calming without making me sleepy because it has peppermint, patchouli, orange, lavender, and basil oils in it. So it's calming, but also helps to keep me focused. The peppermint and the basil keep you focused. So that is great for me to use when I'm in work mode, when I'm writing. Playing music is another beautiful thing to add to your environment to just get you down a notch with that anxious, stressful storm that might be going on inside you. Use sound to create the mood you want. Put together a playlist for different activities. You might relax with soft piano music or show tunes. This is highly personal, but you can find whatever you need between YouTube and Spotify. It doesn't need to cost you anything and make those playlists and remember that they're there. I have very, very certain things that I listen to when I'm working. So here I got my scents going and I got my music going and it actually trains me that, okay, you're in writing mode. Now you are not in looking at those other tabs on your window there. you got to just pay attention. The music keeps me grounded and in the flow. And beyond that, the next thing you can do for calming your storm inside in your environment is to enjoy the silence. Yes, so we can play music, but on the other hand, the lack of sound can be very soothing. Turn off all your devices for a designated period during each day, including mealtimes or before bed. Those are beautiful times to enjoy the silence. Or you could order a pair of noise-canceling headphones if you need to block out noisy neighbors or heavy traffic. I haven't tried those noise-canceling headphones, but I considered them when I lived near the rooster farm. Yes, you heard that right. A neighbor was raising roosters. And if you've ever been near roosters or to Hawaii, you know they don't just crow at sunrise. (laughs) The last two are coming up here. I want you to decorate naturally. This is really helpful for calming the nervous system. Green spaces are energizing and calming at the same time. Spend more time outdoors and bring the outdoors 
and nature into your home. You could grow ferns and herbs. I've got palms and succulents and, of course, my multitude of orchids that bring a great feast for the eyes. Cover your couch with a floral pillow or a print, a Hawaiian print of all the green leaves. Experiment. Go to the home decor section of your favorite store and see what makes you feel peaceful and calm and that you might want to add to your home when you are redecorating. And finally, create a refuge. Design a meditation room or a meditation corner or a little space in your home or a little corner of your desk. If you have trouble meditating, you can use it for reading or relaxation practices, but give yourself a place of focus for a refuge, somewhere where you just know when I am here or when I am looking at this little spot on my desk, this is when I am calm, I am letting go of the stress, I am safe, and spend a little bit of time there. It's great to know all these things, but we also need to incorporate some of them. You don't need to do all these things. You might be doing three quarters of them already. Just see where you can add a little bit more calming into your life for a little bit more of stress-free living. Dealing with stress is an ongoing process. So take time each day to think about what you can do to make your surroundings more peaceful and to protect your health and well-being. Let us know what you're doing to stress less. I'd love to hear from you. And now for today's quote. The time to relax is when you don't have time for it. And that's from Sydney J. Harris. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.